Hello, hello, hello. Uh, this is episode 86 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with me, Phil Swallow. Hello and welcome. Uh, 86 is titled Not a Fuel Crisis. Uh, I guess I make no apologies that occasionally I talk about things other than my late life career journey, although this is very much part of that journey. No pun intended with journeys, because some journeys have not been happening as we would expect. So how about I just give a run through of what I'm going to talk about this week, and hopefully you'll be <laughs> you'll stay interested. Uh, so a little bit about the current situation, uh, a bit about what I've been doing professionally this week. Um, I had a great day out today with one of my podcast listeners who's a friend from many years ago and uh, we kept in touch because we had similar kind of career paths I guess uh, post work post old work and uh, then I'll finish off with my next steps and we're going away next week so maybe even talk a little bit little bit about that so not a fuel crisis because I don't believe it is Um, but basically we've seen queues at the petrol pumps I think it's mainly an urban problem um, rather than a rural problem. And I don't know, it's almost like, as I put in one of my notes to the podcast, um, fuel is the new toilet rolls on roll. I said, let's type that toilet rolls. I'm adding an S as we speak. There you go. Look at that. Done. Um, Because we had this situation when the pandemic emerged, didn't it? Toilet rolls were absolutely nothing to do with symptoms but people just went mad and bought toilet rolls like ridiculously mad and all the stories were online about it and um they were buying them up from wherever and of course it was just apparently i think there was some psychology study done that it's just a kind of comfort thing that we go to which is all a bit weird i think and you know there was there have been issues with tanker driver shortages or just you know lorry driver shortages generally uh i won't get too political about that i i believe from what i read on a news article the other day that there is almost certainly a pan-European shortage of lorry drivers. You know, this isn't just a UK thing, not necessarily just a Brexit thing. Not being made better by Brexit in any way, shape or form. Um, So I think some people put two and two together and said, oh, there could be a supply issue. We better go and fill up our tanks. It was almost, I believe, as simple as that. And of course, one starts and everyone starts. And I mean, it's almost like, and this is a really extreme example and all almost a bit stupid but if someone said we're going to be running out of mushrooms <laughs> then you know the shelves will be emptied of mushrooms that probably is a really bad example I don't know bread milk whatever um, you know it, there is a supply line that's that's designed to meet up with demand and there was absolutely no evidence that we, we, we couldn't meet demand but if that demand and I think they said the other day it was something like 500% of what it normally is then of course, you know, it's going, there's no problem. People bring in their behaviour and an action causes a reaction and all those things. Uh, and then and there's a problem. Well, you know, no, hmm, Sherlock, as the saying goes, you know, if you decide to just in your droves empty the supplies of your local garage and probably go on to the next one if you're only you know, limited on the amount that you could have or whatever. And then people have been storing them in jerry cans and bottles and ridiculous things. Um, it's going to cause that problem. You know, don't listen to all this rubbish. I've got a little meme thing somewhere that, that um, I've posted online 
there's not really a way I can share it to you, but I can describe it. Picture of Abraham, uh, Abraham Lincoln and a caption saying, don't believe everything you read on the internet, Abraham Lincoln, as in it was his quote, um, which is quite funny. And a number of people have copied it, I know. Well, that's where I got it. So, you know, what do we do? Well, we have to be prepared to trust the supply line. Get what we need. It will handle that. You know, just just get what we need. Don't overdo it. Um, and you know, this 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 along with other. Th- I mean, there've been shortages potentially of turkeys at Christmas and other things. Um, you know, part of it is post Brexit. Part of it is post pandemic. All sorts of changes were made in in that period, and we we're still kind of in it, really. Um, and there's adjustments going on everywhere. So we've got to kind of keep up with that, I guess. But, you know, the moment we go almost feral into this behaviour of, you know, queuing up at the pumps and we don't really need it, it's going to cause a problem. You know, there isn't a problem. Everyone goes out, they cause a problem. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I've actually done a couple of these YouTube YouTube shorts, I think three and all. One was when I went for a walk Saturday morning, saw them queuing all the way down to one of our local garages. I mean, we got kind of three in close proximity, BP, Shell and Esso. Um, this one was for the Shell because BP had run out. BP has still run out. Um, then there was another queue when I came back from football the other night, uh, queue going to the Esso garage. I mean, these queues, people are getting up and wandering along and talking to other drivers. You know, they're, they're not moving necessarily. This is 10.30 at night when I I would normally expect to be see the odd car going round the roundabout, you know, and probably even then they've been to the same place as I've been to. It's normally pretty quiet, even though we're in the outskirts of Greater London. Um, but yeah, so people have just gone mad. Queuing up at night, I've heard people... Someone actually posted on social media the other day... Um, I saw we got petrol we only had to wait half an hour 2am pearly oh come on guys really um, you know I mean my poor brother-in-law the other day he was he said he, the range of the car was 60 miles and they had journeys that he needed to carry out um, he was three from the front of the queue and then the garage ran out of fuel so he's had to I mean I don't running on fumes by now or fuming um, so yeah it just I know I'm jumping around a bit with these things, but the social media people have been putting on next door, and then of course you get notified by next door about 15 hours later. Um, it's on WhatsApp, it's on Facebook, it's on you name it, Twitter, whatever. Um, I have found here. Here's a pro tip: uh, use the mapping app on your smartphone or on the desktop equivalent, and make sure you've got the traffic switched on as to be you know visible of the the live traffic situation. And if you see red lines somewhere that, that stop after a petrol garage, you pretty much guarantee there's going to be some congestion out there. And we've changed our journeys. I mean, I'm looking at journey options where I don't have to go anywhere near a garage because not that, I mean, I don't need fuel. I've got a, a hybrid, thankfully, and most of my journeys are local. But I, if I can avoid it, I, I'll avoid it. Or we just take to use the tram and train, which we're very fortunate to have. Um, I went tram train tube up to London today. Um, we are lucky. We're lucky to have that option. It's sort of 10, 15 minute walk to the tram stop, but it just, that takes priority. You know, that just cuts across the traffic lines and just carries on on its way. So, uh, you know, we have to think about all those options and journey planning now more than perhaps we would have done maybe a week ago. So, yes. Anyway, 
so professionally, I've been doing some editing, video editing still. Uh, there was a bit of a change in the ask from me. So I recorded the whole show and produced an edit of that and shared it with client, Mohit. Um, I've been working on a kind of trailer since then, but he said, oh, well, there's some changes coming in and I'll get back to you in a week's time, which will probably be about Friday. Uh, but I've been doing my own thing in the meantime, practicing, and I'll probably share that with him by the end of the week, and he can have a look and decide what he wants to do from that. So another thing I've been doing is practicing with my gear, so, you know, trying things out, looking at the best mixes and things to get when I'm recording directly to the camera or to an external recorder, such as the Atomos. So that's been good, and I do like this. I mean, this is, I was talking to my friend today, uh, it's one of those things you just, when you're trying to run a day job, nine to five, and do this to build as a business, as a creative thing alongside, it is. It takes a lot of time, and there's you know you have to cut corners for the sake of sanity and you know other commitments you might have. And it was quite hard then, but I thought there would be something good to come out on the other end. And and now we've got that. So if there's time when I'm not actually working to a deadline for a client, uh, but there's something that I need to perhaps prepare for the next time I'm doing some work. Uh, you can just try stuff up, get set up in the room, connect everything up, jump in front of the camera, record, test, edit, whatever. And that's been um, really good because it's, it's a safe place to try these things out. If you get it wrong, you get it wrong and you carry on and fix it and go again. Maybe a trip to YouTube or a Google or whatever. So um, yeah, practicing is really good. Practice, practice, practice and learn from it. Why did it do what you wanted it to do or why did it do what you didn't want it to do? Know both ways and then you'll learn. So, so that was good. Um, new gear, yeah. So my good friend who I met today, part of the reason for meeting up was to, because we'd planning, been planning to anyway, do a bit of, photo, do a, bit of a photo walk. Uh, but also he very kindly picked up some gear for me uh, at a very good price from the photography show at Birmingham last week and I was able to collect that. Uh, did a bit of prep beforehand to make sure that I had enough room in my bag that I was taking and that all worked perfectly. So uh, and then since I got home from uh, from that day out, which I'll talk about in a minute, uh, set it all up, all working beautifully. Yeah, so that's really good. So that's um, an on-camera monitor. <clears throat> so on the back of you, you probably have seen these, if you, even if you're a non-photographer, excuse me. <coughs> Croaky throat again, live, live clearance. Um, sorry. Yeah, so in you know, the back of a camera, there's a smallish screen uh, and it's not big and it often has information that I don't think you can always switch that off, certainly when you're doing a recording because it's kind of monitoring type, you know, information. Um, but it, it effectively makes the bit that you can see even smaller. And even though you can pull these screens out and sometimes rotate them and stuff, um, it, it, there are certain limitations. But this monitor is, it sits alongside or on top of the camera. I mean, it's just mounted wherever you want to mount it output from the camera to the monitor and then you've got a much larger screen sort of the size of a big smartphone really but it also can have certain information about what you've exposed what the images show in there uh, where your focus points are and you can do all sorts of stuff and it's quite in depth and very very good and I think it will mean that I can provide much higher quality although I'm quite quite happy with my quality now but I can provide much higher quality going forward so um really pleased to to get that out do some proper practicing with it and then um bring it along to next shoot um po possibly bring it along next week actually when we go um when we go up on our little trip 
The other thing is a lens. I ordered this lens from a supplier that I've used before. That came today and it's beautiful. And what I'm going to do now this weekend, I'm anticipating eBay doing one of their substantially reduced commission weekends. Uh, and they normally do it, you know, Friday morning till sort of Monday night. And I will, over the course of the weekend, put stuff up for sale and hopefully recoup some of the money, but not have to pay too much commission. So that's the idea. Uh, I, th- I mean, I think I'm going to have to dip into my bank account for some. It all depends with eBay how it goes, but um, I normally put it up as auction, but I would accept offers or let people make offers. But, you know, that I'll, I'll, there's a thing where you can automatically reject over a certain amount. So I'll kind of build all that in. And, you know, if you didn't know this, um, with eBay, whenever you're looking at pricing items, you can search for that very item and hopefully some will come up. And in the filters or in the options, you can say uh, completed items only or sold items only. And it will show you the most recent number. I don't know what the number is or the algorithm, but it will show you what the item's actually sold for because sometimes things are listed, they don't sell and they have to go back on again. So it's really quite powerful. And then you can do a kind of rough eyeball average uh, to, to sort of pitch your uh, item. You know, sometimes people are very lucky because they get really high priced and it might just be the way things were at the time. It's a market after all. Other times it will um, perhaps be a bit lower. And obviously you hope that you're going to be in the middle or in the upper end. I've had uh, I've had a mixed bag in, in the past. So... Um, in with the new and out with the old that I'm not using anymore. Um, even if I felt I had a fleeting use for it, I think in many cases I don't, and I've got an alternative now. So um, so I'm happy for the work I do that I can release some of this gear. So that's uh, that's going to go. So yesterday we, we had this meet-up and it was great fun, a uh, really good time. Uh, we met at Westminster Tube Station, that was a kind of good, Easy, easiest place to get to and we covered a number of miles I'll tell you what I'm going to do whilst actually in the session now um, oh, Sue's just asked me to make her a cup of tea if I'm making one which I will do of course uh, let's go to my fitness app so the step count for today is 20,087 and that's a distance of 10 miles not bad uh, so we covered quite a bit of London uh, all you know, from Westminster we sort of head up towards the Mayfair area ducking and diving in and out of different mews and things oh well one of the early things we saw was St James's Palace where we saw household cavalry or Queen's Guards or something tunics and Busby hats uh, marching off down towards Buckingham Palace to do their formalities there then we saw another lot I think that might be the household cavalry where they have the silver breastplates uh, did a bit of video here and there not sure if I'll use it but um and took some stills throughout the day. Again, not a massive number by my usual uh, count. And Chris did some stuff, trying some stuff out. So that looked good on the back of his camera. So I've been quite keen to see, um, you know, see the output from those processed uh, images. And um, and then we had a nice stop for lunch. And then we sort of gradually meandered our way back. But it was just a beautiful day in London. I mean, this is kind of that period, late summer, moving into autumn. A few leaves are coming down on the trees in the squares. Um, and people are it's, it's not thronging with people but it's still very pleasant and of course round areas like the sort of back of Hyde Park and Mayfair area they're just like, like little villages you know you, you don't really see the the chains in both restaurants or cafes they're all kind of local places that have probably been there for years um, 
beautiful. And I said to Sue, as soon as I got back, I said, look, we should do this again. You know, well, say do this again, not me and Chris, but me and Sue go off and um, have a, a day up in London. When we get one of these nice crisp days, take the camera, obviously, and um, just have some fun, have a bite to eat. Uh, found this nice little sort of cafe place. It's like breakfasts and brunches and things. Uh, yeah, and then back home to open my goodies and um, have a well-earned cup of tea. And and now I've got some other stuff to do to practice and play out with play with those things. So yeah, it's really good. And I quite like this now. I mean, I've not done it just yet, but the upload. I mean, some of the stuff I took on my phone was came across nicely. Uh, looked at it on the iPad um, but yeah just I will do some downloads from my um, camera next task actually after I may see her tea and we'll see what's what see what I want to do with it it may just go on my stock library um, may go on social who knows I will find out in a bit and um, post it accordingly anyway uh, so just to finish going away next week so not sure what to do about the podcast won't record it um May skip a week next week. Shock horror. Uh, I know I said I wouldn't do that, but I think I'm allowed to if you're going away. What did I do before when we went to... Oh, I did it late. I'll do it late. There you go. Um, it may end up being Saturday or something. Um, but I'll see. If I don't do it late, don't worry. It'll get rolled over to the following Wednesday. Uh, into October other than that what else have I got on uh, Dentist on Friday great fun um, Crystal Palace game on Sunday and uh, one of the most important things I'm going to be doing in the middle of that is to work out what gear to bring for our trip because as well as I would always do photography when we go away but this time it's a bit different because I'm going to be taking the drone um, probably going to need to do some interiors we'll take my new lens um, be geared up basically for what I need probably three lenses probably a couple of flashes actually to help with the interiors I'll work all that out anyway and um, yeah and we'll see see how we go when we get set up for that on that note I will end there this will be episode 86 of the Late Life Career Change podcast with Phil Swallow coming to a close look after yourselves and um catch up with you in the next episode because I haven't decided when it is yet. Bye.